Welcome to families that stick together, just step right over the random pile of clothes where it looks like all my kids melted, turn right past the pile of papers still out from last month's school project, maybe don't look at the sink, and make yourself at home, friend. This is where our family of six hangs out. It's where our real life happens. Stay long enough to be reminded of what we both already know, that swimming upstream is not without much work and grace, but it does come with friends who are rooting you on just as fiercely as the way you love your strong family. We work together here as friends so we can get to the end knowing we did well. Come along with us to gather together to grow through it all. Welcome friend with your laundry, your running shoes, or your cup of coffee. I can't wait to spend my time with you. And now my mom, who jumped off the high dive on her birthday, Jennifer Zumbio. Hello friends. Yay. I am so excited. We are here for the very first episode of Families That Stick Together. And you all, this has been a long time in the coming. Is that even a phrase? I don't know. A long time in the making. Um, I have been so excited to do this. As you figure out who I am as a person and a mom and a wife and a friend, you will see, oh yeah, I can see why it took you a little bit to launch that, Jen. But that's just me, and here I am. So what the heck is Together Moments? What is Families That Stick Together? Why am I here? Who is Jennifer Zumbiel? What the heck is going on behind that microphone? All right, well, I'll tell you, it has been a journey to get to this point. If you had asked me five years ago, will you be hosting your own podcast, my answer would have been, what the heck is a podcast? <laughs> so so yeah, here I am and I want to start with a story so you can see where I come from, how my mind ticks, and just why this is important to me and why I sit here today with you. To give you the quick background that you want to know, I am a wife of 16 years, a mother of four, ages almost five to almost 13, and I live in the great state of Kentucky where I was born and raised. I grew up with three brothers, my parents, and we actually live a mile from the house where I grew up. So that has been such a joy to be that close to family. So growing up, my dad was always in sales. And he always joked that of all my brothers and me that he thought I would be the one that would definitely go into sales or business because I never met a stranger. I could talk to anyone. It's no secret today. My love language has always been words. But I did follow in those footsteps. I went to the University of Kentucky. I got a business degree in marketing. And my first job out of college was a sales job. And it was entry level. My dream job was to go into sports marketing and do something there with a professional team. I'd had a couple internships in college that were pointing me that direction, but it wasn't so easy to find that out of college. So anyway, got this entry level job and started there, was happy, did well. 
my mom approached me one day after work and said, I ran into someone at church this week, and she said she needed someone to teach one of the religion classes at school, and I thought of you. And I was like, yay, thanks, Mom. And I said, I don't know. And she looked at me, and she said, it's not like you're doing anything, Jen, which I wasn't. I had actually graduated in four years. My boyfriend was still at school, finishing that last semester, and I didn't have many friends at home, so I would literally come home and just go work out and come home and hang out. I was living there. So I decided to teach this religion class, and I said, I'll do it, but just give me the eighth graders because I cannot teach anyone younger. So I love little kids, love my own, but I knew I wouldn't do well in large doses. So anyway, I'm doing this teaching thing on Monday nights or whatever night it was, and I'm doing this sales job and life goes on. And I think, gosh, I'm just don't feel so fulfilled with this job. I didn't know what it was. I, I was doing well. It wasn't that. I think I just started thinking about so many things like, If I continue down this path, I think I will always want to climb the corporate ladder, which nothing wrong with that, but I knew that one day I wanted to have a family and be able to stay at home with my children, and I I felt like if I keep at a job like this and go into sports marketing, which is what I wanted to do, and, and go down that path, that I would get stuck because I'd just fall in love with my job. So I wasn't feeling set on that, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I prayed about it a lot, and I just thought, Lord, just tell me where I'm supposed to be. So long story short, this was less than a year after I graduated college, and I'm sitting there at my cubicle at work on a March day, and I flip my little, you know, flip a page calendar, and it says, abilities not used are abilities wasted. And I sat there. And it was like, if I was in a movie, this bright light shone down on me and everything lit up and I just knew I had to be a teacher. So I looked at the girl next to me and I said, I'm going to quit and go back to school to be a teacher. And I think she about fell out of her chair because this was kind of out of the blue. So I started looking up what school I would go to, who would accept me into their master's program with a business degree. And I went home that night. I sat there in my kitchen and I said to my parents, just blurted it out, I'm going back to school to be a teacher. And the coolest thing is that of all the things that my parents could have said, the first words came out of my dad's mouth and they were, that's awesome, Jen. I think you're going to make a great teacher. It was so amazing and comforting to just hear those words and know that it wasn't, oh, I don't know if that's a good idea. You have all this student loan debt or how are you going to pay for that brand new car you just bought or, you know, the list goes on and on, medical insurance, everything. So long story short with that, I figured it all out, ended up going back to school to be a teacher and I loved it. I loved it. I felt so filled and I knew that's exactly where I needed to be. So I go on and marry that boyfriend that was still at UK when I came home. We got married. I continued working as a teacher. I actually um, started working with a dear friend in network marketing. So my heart went a little bit back to business because I knew that, 
I really liked that drive of those kinds of things. Fast forward a little bit, Matt and I have our first child in 2007, our next child in 2009, and all along we would keep, just to kind of fill you in on where we were as people growing in our marriage and everything, we would always dream together about jobs we wanted to have or businesses we wanted to create or inventions. My goodness, did we create a whole lot of inventions. And of course, I cannot tell you those here because they are top secret. Who knows if we'll ever invent these things. We actually had one business uh, where Matt's cousin made a logo for us and it was really cool. And the funny thing is it was years ago and the same green is now my together logo, which I didn't even know. So it's funny because we were drawn to that green even back then. So Matt comes home from work one day when my oldest at the time was three and my second was two. He comes home and he tells me the story about somebody that he worked with who was taking their children on a vacation the summer they turned 16 every child got to go on a vacation with dad by themselves he said but let me tell you why he does this he does this because you only get 12 summers with your kids and I remember thinking that's crazy you get 18 you get 18 they go away to college and you know duh and he said no you get about 12 because the way this guy told him was the first couple summers you're just kind of keeping them alive and making sure you know you get through it but you're not building mutual memories with this child so as they grow you start making these memories around age three and summers become a blast and around age 14 they kind of want to be off with their friends doing their own thing so that leaves 12 summers with your kids here i was raising these two babies that were 18 months apart to the date so needless to say my life was a little bit of a whirlwind back then i looked at my babies and i just thought oh my gosh it was like a gut punch and i thought i cannot live my life anymore where I don't appreciate all the small moments. And it's not to say that, you know, everything was perfect or not stressful, but I feel like that phrase being spoken to me that you only have 12 summers with your kids just came at this pivotal point in my life where I knew I was going to do everything I could to make all the little moments count with my kids and just realize that I really only get one shot and I'm not going to get all these times back. So I wanted to make them count. All right. Let's fast forward again and in 2011 we had another baby girl and in I don't know about the fall of 2014 I went on this retreat and I came out of this retreat with one prayer that just kept being laid on my heart and it was use me Lord use me Lord up to this point I had been teaching so I didn't teach when my children were born I stayed at home but what one cool thing that I did do was I taught for a homeschool co-op group which I ended up doing for five years it was awesome I loved these kids I loved that I could still do the thing that just filled my heart and teach them U.S. history and government yes that filled my heart but I, I did this with 20 students for five years where my kids got to come with me someone would babysit them in the other room it was just awesome felt like at this point that I wasn't being used to the 
best of my abilities. I was using my gifts to be a mom, which was awesome, to be a wife, to be a friend, and nothing was wrong with that at all. I I just felt God calling me to something else, but I didn't know what it was. Maybe it went back to that one quote that changed my life. I don't know. Abilities not used are abilities wasted. But I go on this retreat. I come back. Four days later, I find out I'm pregnant with my fourth child, who we never found out any of our children what gender they were until they were born. So we didn't know it was going to be a boy, but I I just led that year, you know, being pregnant, raising my other three babies, having fun, just praying that prayer and not really pushing for anything to happen, just being open to wherever God led me. So then the spring comes after Nathan was born. We found out we had a boy, our first boy. It's spring of 2016. We go to church as a family. We leave church and we decide to go to lunch. So we go to a restaurant where you can sit outside and eat it was a beautiful spring day and I remember sitting there and we were having a great time all the kids were talking we're all laughing you know doing our thing and I look over at some of the other tables and it just definitely was not the first time I had seen this but I was overwhelmed with how many people were living in their little virtual worlds with this beautiful spring day and the people they probably loved the most sitting right next to them but they're looking at a screen or they're handing their kids an iPad to play on or they're just having side conversations or they're not talking at all. And I remember leaving that day and I said to Matt in the car, there has got to be a better way. Our oldest child was eight at the time and I just could see that our lives were going down this direction of soon to be probably chaos because just a matter of numbers is going to tell you if you have four children, your time is spread thin and you are trying to balance it all out. So I knew that our our face-to-face communication was going to be threatened if we did not do something about it. So I left there and I definitely was not thinking, oh, I'm going to invent a product to help this. But what happened was I just had this seed planted in my soul, in my heart, wherever you want to say, it was there. So I couldn't deny that these feelings had been opened up. Now, Nathan was nine months at the time. I was still nursing him and I would sit up in the middle of the night and just think about these feelings of what are we going to do for our family? How are we going to stay strong? Up to this point, I had been parts of moms groups and Bible studies and just making a point to be surrounded by good friends and good moms raising good families. But I thought, what am I going to do when the floods actually come on us big time? Are we going to have a plan? What are we going to do? And how do all these other families survive? I just kept thinking about it. What I came to the conclusion of and all these silent nights, which is a topic for another day, but I think there is so much goodness when we pause in the silence and just listen. But I could not shake the feeling that if our family communication begins to break down, then our family itself is going to face a threat of breaking down. And I knew that the strength of a family, besides faith, of course, a foundation of faith is imperative, that face-to-face communication had to be strong, had to be maintained, had to be just consistent, and we have to make a commitment to it. And I thought, okay, if I'm thinking of these problems, where I wanted to be 
you know, forward thinking. Where are we going to meet our family so that we can guarantee good conversation happens? And I thought, it's our family dinner table. That is the one place in our home. It's like this magic place that's been set up for our families where we can come together and have a captive audience. The very nature of a kitchen table is that it's a circle or a square or a rectangle, whatever it is, but it means that we're all facing one another. So we have this tool in our home that is screaming for us to use it and sit down and get to know one another and build each other up and just grow right there. I know that it's not always easy to get together for family dinner. So we'll talk about that in other episodes. But what I do know is that when we sit down, if we can figure out a way to make meaningful communication happen, then there is pure magic. And if we can do it in an easy way, then we can feel so empowered to build that family that we want because we know our words matter. So what ends up happening is I get really excited in my mind in the year of 2016 to just start coming up with this plan. So I started thinking, okay, if I know I'm a teacher and I can get people to talk. Well, how do you do that? You have to prompt in the right way and you have to dig deeper. And in teaching, there's this teaching method. It's called the Socratic method and you start asking questions and then you dig deeper and deeper and deeper and higher level thinking. I knew that I could do that successfully with teenagers because I taught high school and I thought, okay, if I can get teenagers to talk, if I ask the questions the right way, I can get any age group to talk. So how are we going to do this? This bonus question for myself is brought to you by To Gather for Road Trips. Did you know that we have free Together games? We do. You can print them right online at togethermoments.com slash free. This one is great for any road trip where you're going to be in the car for a long time and you just want something more exciting to talk about where everyone is included or just for some quick drives around town. This is one of 12 prompts you can print right at home and have for your crew on your next car trip. This one says, name a job someone could have that is extremely valuable but doesn't get many accolades. My answer to this actually includes me telling this worker that his job was extremely valuable. So we used to have this minivan that was really old. We were committed to driving it till it died and we pretty much did. The last year we had it, we had to call AAA I think four times for our battery problem. This guy kept coming. It wasn't always the same guy, but someone would keep coming to help us and I, every single time, I would say to him, you have the best job. You are so valuable to me. You make such a difference in my life because I really need you so many times this year. Thank you for all you do. So I think it's just a good way to remember that people don't always get maybe thanked or told enough how important they are. And it's a good thing to remember to do that. Use this sticker question with your crew or simply print yours off at togethermoments.com slash free. Well, the one obvious thing is conversation starters on cards. But in my mind, cards was synonymous with a little boring, oh, I picked this card last week, I don't wanna answer this one, and it just feels like you're trying too hard. So I thought, stickers, what's better than stickers? How fun, it's interactive, it gets everyone involved, it's new, it's not mom saying, 
the question or the prompt. It's a sticker. So I knew that's what it had to be. So what I would do is I would come up with these categories and these ideas and let my totally creative side of my mind just spill out. And I would go back in the middle of the night and I would open my phone and type some of these things in real quick because I I didn't want to turn on the light and write anything down. And I had not taken my phone in with me. So I had this whole section of my phone. And in fact, Matt didn't even know that I was doing this. But over time, I ended up telling my children because I would ask them some of these questions in the car and see if they worked and I used to get allergy shots all the time if you've ever done that you know you got to go quite often we would sit in the doctor's office week after week and I would ask these questions there and they were awesome and they really were spring of 2017 I had these sitting there and I thought I'm gonna just type them on address labels and see if the sticker idea actually worked. So we had planned to go out to dinner that night and Matt did not know I was doing this but I typed up all these things and these prompts. We go there and we start peeling and I said look what I did and we do it. Kids talk and Matt and I talk. Everybody was involved. It was really awesome and he looked at me and he said I think this might work. This is actually a really good idea and I said I don't know what how the heck am I gonna start a business and you and I have come up with so many ideas over the years we never do anything with them I don't know that was springtime kids get out of school in June I thought all right well I'm gonna just kind of see what happens here and a friend of mine had recently told me about podcasts which is funny because I never had listened to a podcast she was leading me that direction for a parenting one I thought okay if podcasts are so great I'm gonna look at these so I google something like Christian moms entrepreneur easy whatever a girl named Christy Wright who works with Dave Ramsey comes up and she has this thing called the business boutique so I start listening to episode one and I was sucked in I would go to the gym while my kids are in the nursery and I would just listen to this podcast after podcast after podcast. I felt like, oh my gosh, I think I just put myself through entrepreneurial school. I figured out that I knew how to at least get the steps started to launch a business. And I thought, I'm going to do it. This is scary, but I'm totally going to do this. So the first thing I did was made prototypes because I had to figure out, am I just crazy? Is this just like my little baby that I think's cool and no one else is actually going to like this. Is this going to work for anyone? So what I did was I called six friends who had children of all different ages, different genders, from toddler to teen to college. And I said, this is crazy, but I have this idea for a product. I made a prototype. Can I drop it off? And by the way, I'm giving you a little survey. Will you please fill it out? So what ends up happening is these families gave me excellent feedback. I end up calling a designer friend of mine and said, hey, you're, you might think this is crazy, but I'm kind of thinking about starting this product that I think is really going to help families. And he was totally on board, thought it was a great idea, said, yes, I want to be a part of this. Let me help you. Helped design my brand, came up with the name Together. Had to use Together Moments because Together.com was taken, but I love that it's just Together Moments for the longevity of the brand. I started working on the design, found a printer, did all the things, and launched this Together original game of conversation prompts on stickers into the world on May 10th, 2018. You all, I was so scared. I was just a stay-at-home mom, in my opinion, with an idea to help families because I knew how much it had helped us. 
this was a way that I was already talking to my children. It was a way that we were already having really strong communication. I knew that I just had something that I had to share with other families so that they could lay in bed at night and think, yay, I made it count today. Even though we were so crazy and so busy and had 12 carpools today, we were able to connect really quickly in the small moments through an incredible conversation. And I knew if I could be the one to offer them a little sticker just to get that going, that it would be amazing. So I put it out there and you all loved it. And I got incredible feedback and it was amazing. And I had story after story of people saying, thank you for giving us a way to just slow down and connect or Thank you for giving me a way to outsource my communication after a busy, busy week of work and you don't make me feel guilty about it. It just gives me a way to make meaningful words with my children. Or thank you for the moment where I got to see my husband tell our middle daughter what makes her so valuable to our family and I got to watch both of them be in tears. You all, this has been such a gift to me to be able to do something that is my ability that God has given me and to share it in a way that makes you all have these easy moments to know that it's helping your family is amazing because I believe that on this journey we all need each other and it's cliche but it really does take a village and if someone has something that works we need to use it so to gather moments has been definitely more of a gift to me than it may have even been to you and I look back on that prayer that I had all those years ago Lord use me I just pray that I am doing it well and every day that I keep showing up the way he wants me to for now I feel that he definitely wants me to be right here on this journey with you all at families that stick together so here we go I am so grateful for you to be right here with us and I cannot wait to spend my time with you If you love what you're gathering through these episodes, please screenshot, tag us, share with friends, and leave a review. It is the best compliment you can give us. It is so encouraging, and together we can help grow stronger families. Be sure to follow us at Together Moments on Instagram and Facebook. Leave us a DM. Check out all our incredible games and tools and your free family resources at togethermoments.com. As always, Take time to gather, together to grow, and speak the words that matter.